I understand the mental illness aspect of it because we cannot look at transgenderism really in any other way. But there's there's evil here, right? There's there's evil and 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 sin-filledness here. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide Podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize the faith. Welcome to episode 105 of the Carpe Fide Podcast. Cien Cinco. Cinco. It's Cien it's Cinco. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. <laughs> Well, a little bit of joviality because the rest of the night's just going to be filled with passion, sadness, and anger. Zeal. Mm, much zeal. There's a lot to be said. Um, we're going to be talking tonight about the tragic shooting in Nashville, Tennessee at Covenant School, um, and maybe more so what that means uh, for uh, Christians in general, what we have to do, where we have to go from here, because this whole cultural niceness and abandoning the truth of God for some sort of clicks or for people to like you is clearly not working. <laughs> it's no. clearly ineffective. Quite broken. Uh, so the title of the episode tonight is Keep Pushing. Keep Pushing is the title. Uh, that is a direct quote from one of the officers who uh, went in and neutralized the threat at Covenant School. Uh, we think it's uh, besides their heroism, which was amazing, uh, the appropriate title for the, the episode tonight. Yeah. Additionally, well, we're trying something new. If you're listening to the podcast, you can try to go to YouTube or hopefully Rumble and Gab TV and try to watch us fumble through this ze- yeah. zealous podcast. It's going to be... We're trying something, as they say. Fumblicious. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. It's going to be like a football hitting, who was it, Jeffrey's hands. And what, what, what game was that? We lost because he, little. He just, oh, it was Alshon? It, Alshon. It, I forget which game that it was. It hit his hands and. <laughs> you can't just roll into an Eagles clip and I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. I just assumed that it would be in your memory for Alshon some Jeffries. Wow. Those were the days. Yeah. At least he was catching balls this past season for whatever team he was playing with. So Was he? Uh, a couple of them, at least. Okay, well, good for him. <laughs> wasn't for us, doesn't matter, because he wasn't in the Super Bowl. True. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's important. We are going, I'm going to spend, I hope to spend very little time at all actually talking about the shooter that perpetrated this horrendous crime. I more so am intensely desiring to mourn and and remember the victims of the shooting. That's really where... Uh, our hearts and minds should be with them and their families. Well, it's where our hearts and minds are. It's not where the news media's hearts and minds are. That's well, sure. there's definitely a narrative uh, that's being spun. Um, but if it's okay, I'd like to go through the victims first so that we can uh, give them the, the remembrance that they, they so clearly deserve. Um, and if that's okay, yeah, that's good. Good way to go. We'll yeah. go with that. All right. Sure. Um, uh, victim... Emily Deekhouse, uh, nine years old. She actually was. She's actually actually ran to pull the fire alarm. She was shot while pulling the fire alarm. Uh, so the amount of hero, heroism in a nine-year-old little girl at this Christian school is to be commended and applauded because uh, it's 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 amazing. Um, and so if you did get to see any of the clips of them breaching the school, and you hear um, that that alarm going off, that's because. Um, 
She pulled the alarm. Evelyn pulled the, the alarm. She pulled the alarm. Yep. So in the picture that's on the screen, uh, Evelyn is the second photo. She has her, her head resting on her hands. Beautiful child. And she was uh, cut down, murdered in this horrible attack. Uh, the, the first picture all the way on your left is Mike Hill. Uh, Mike Hill was 61 years old. He was the custodian at Covenant, uh, Covenant School. And he had been so for, I believe, 14 years. They called him Big Mike. He, uh, the family expressed that um, what Mike loved, just loved his job. Um, and it was, of all the things he'd done in his life, it was one of the things he loved to do the most. Uh, he loved interacting with the kids. Um, and so Mike was cut down in this heinous act. Um, if you go, the third photo uh, from the left is Catherine Kuntz. She was 60 years old. 60 years old. She's the She was the headmaster or the principal of the school. Um, and she was, she ran a, uh, a, a tight ship, but everyone that talked about her said that whenever she was speaking to you, she made you feel like you were the sole focus and most important thing uh, going on at that moment. So it's probably perfect spot for her. Um, we have all the way over to the right, when you're looking at the photo, is uh, Cynthia Peak. Uh, Cynthia Peak was actually uh, good friends uh, with uh, Maria Lee, who was the wife of Governor Mike Lee of Tennessee. Uh, they actually had a dinner planned for later that night. And uh, the words that Governor Mike Lee said uh, after, after finding out about this tragedy, uh, especially in reference to uh, the loss of Cynthia, uh, was, quote, there is hope in the midst of great tragedy because God is a redeemer. What is meant for evil can be turned for good. May we grieve in the days ahead, but not without hope. May we also act with wisdom, discernment, and grace. And may we love, especially those who have lost. Hmm. So those were, those were well, well-spoken words. It's a good statement right there. It really is. It's a good word. It really is. Hmm. Um, and uh, we have uh, William Kinney. He's the little boy in the center, um, and the, the the kids are hard. They're just hard to talk about that these children were shot for absolutely no reason. Um, the uh, last photo on the screen, uh, the child all the way to the most to the right is Haley Scruggs. Haley Scruggs is the daughter of Pastor Chad Scruggs. Uh, of the Presbyterian Church that actually um, oversaw Covenant School. Um, he had a one simple one-word statement to the media. Obviously, his family was grieving, so they haven't been doing a lot of media. Um, but his quote was, through tears we trust that she is in the arms of Jesus who will raise her to life once again. Mm. Which is also a pretty succinct and powerful perspective. Yeah. Um, the crime itself was perpetrated by a mentally ill woman. Um, and she entered the school through a side door. She broke her way in. Uh, she killed these six people um, in what was a, essentially a 14-minute uh, spree of her in the school with multiple firearms. Um, but thank God this was not like Uvalde. The response time from the time of getting a phone call to getting to the school and neutralizing the threat was only 14 minutes, which is, um, thank God for that. It could have been so much more, mm. uh, so much more just grievous damage done. 
Um, and so I'm thankful for that. I think one of the things we have to do as Christians is rejoice um, when a government acts righteously because it is hard and rare. Um, but in this instance, we have um, the government acting righteously. And so that's a good thing. And we should rejoice uh, rejoice in that they, they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. The officers came through and entered the building and did not stop until they found and neutralized the shooter. Um, uh, particularly off, uh, just particularly the two, the two officers that actually did, uh, did shoot and kill the shooter were officer Michael Colazzo and officer Rex Engelbert. Um, and if you do happen to see their pictures online, these were some, uh, young officers. They were some young men, uh, and they, they did exactly what they are called to do, which is to go into harm's way to protect others. Uh, they did not act cowardly. They acted very bravely and very heroically. And we are very, very thankful that they did. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I was working, I, I was, I was very busy Monday and then I worked Monday night and I, I'd heard about the shooting, but I mean, you know, you don't really know what's happening until after everything's happened. And, uh, Tuesday afternoon, I woke up and got a bunch of texts from Alex, um, just about like the, the different, um, body cam footages and I sat there and I watched them and I just wept like a baby (laughs) Um, because because these are our brothers and sisters in Christ and there is look there is something to be said that our that uh, our spiritual bond with those people our spiritual bond as brothers and sisters in Christ those whom we've never met is is far more than any uh, racial or or any other demographic um, connection that we could have with with another human being um, to the point where to the point where you can have blood relatives, but if they're not believers, you, you can have those who are close to you that are closer than your blood relatives, those who are in Christ. Um, that is an eternal familial bond that that will not be broken and that will transcend death um, into everlasting life. And and so I, I sat there and I wept and I've, I don't, I would have to say, I, I don't think I've ever had that type of response, um, to a, a shooting like this. I mean, I, I work in an ER, I see tragedy every day. Um, and so these types of traumatic things don't normally affect me very much, but, but this, this affected me very, very heavily that day. And it was, it was. Uh, it, it really shook me to the core and caused much prayer, <laughs> much prayer for the people that were involved and much thanks for the officers that, that did so bravely go into harm's way and, and neutralize that threat like as if their life depended on it. And I'm uh, very thankful for those men. Yeah. Um, I think I think encapsulating the event itself like this is at least helpful for us to know where we're going. Um because this this is what happened, but it's so much more. Um, the mentally ill woman uh, suffered from uh, gender dysphoria. Um, she was a biological woman, uh, but had recently taken to using male masculine pronouns um, and identifying as a male. Um, in some cases, signing by both her female and male name. Um, there was clearly a component of mental illness here. But more particularly, there's an an aspect of uh, the idea that for some reason 
there's this disconnect between what Christians believe and and say and do and what the world views. Um, and this is there's clearly a connection between this woman's gender dysphoria and her reaction to uh, the Christian ideas at Covenant School. And that interplay has brought about a lot of just cultural commentating and political grandstanding, um, whether it's, it, there's just only so many ways to attack the issue. And it seems like everyone has to attack the issue instead of acknowledging what just happened was an act of terrorism. Uh, people keep throwing out these terms like hate crime. It turns out every crime is a hate crime. Just about every time there's there's a crime. <laughs> you never murder someone out of love. Yes, no. No, it's not. <laughs> or or out, of, uh, out of a mutual respect for that love person. so much. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're Superman and you're accidentally just hugging Lois Lane so hard and then like just hear that crack like, oh no, I oh loved my, her too much. Oh my gosh. I loved her. I loved her too much. Lois, I love you. You know what that makes me think of? That makes me think of in the in the middle Spider-Man trilogy that everybody really hates on that I really enjoyed when he he snagged he snagged uh, Mary was it Mary Jane or was it the other one? I forget what universe it is, but he he snagged her and you just hear this like crack and you're like whoa and she that yeah, was terrible. Oh, Do you remember that one? I I I don't, but now I. I'm going to have to go back and watch them. Yeah, no, it was traumatic. Okay. It, it really stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, it it's clearly has. Um, so if every crime is a hate crime, I, I feel like calling crimes hate crimes is a little silly. I mean, yes, ideologically speaking, I can understand the connection points here. This is clearly uh, seemingly a crime motivated by ideology against a particular, uh, in this case, religion. Um, and And so it can be called that, but more so, I think, what is more helpful is to identify it as an act of terrorism. It's a crime that is intended to target a specific people um, to produce about an effect uh, through fear. Yeah. I, I, I struggle with, I understand, I understand, I understand the mental illness aspect of it because we cannot look at transgenderism really in any other way, but there's, there's evil here, right? There's, there's evil and, and, and sin filledness here. It's not just a mental a mental illness didn't make her do this. People are mentally ill all the time, and they don't they don't shoot up Christian children in schools. So I while I while I acknowledge that that gender dysphoria is is a is a mental illness. It also has many different sin components attached to it as well. But this especially was a specific evil because there there are people that want to look at mass shootings, not just this one, or not not even this one really. Because no one wants to talk about mental illness with this one, um, <laughs> but 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 they blame they blame these acts on mental illness, but really there's there is there's evil here, and and I think we as Christians can acknowledge that that there that there is a spiritual aspect to to mass murder, and it is it is an an evil one. I mean Satan Satan longs to to steal, kill, and destroy. That 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 is his mo. And when when humans act out and, and lash out in these ways, it is just a it is bad roots bearing bad fruits um, in catastrophic ways. Absolutely. It's not to discount or discredit the fact that mental illness does uh, obviously bring with it a lot of baggage and cause a lot of hurt. Um, certainly, certainly that is the case. Uh, but no one I just has, didn't want to let anybody off the hook. This, this was an, this was a specifically evil act that was committed. Mo- most certainly, most certainly, you don't kill children at a Christian school. Um, it's not it's not an accident. You don't accidentally do that. 
No one woke up and accidentally right. this, murdered this three nine-year-olds. That didn't happen. The perpetrator is not a victim of their mental illness like what the news is trying to spin it. No, certainly not. This they're not, is, they're uh, not a victim of Christian bigotry. And you certainly, can't, you certainly can't be a victim in the sense where this is premeditated. You can't have maps. You can't have manifestos. You don't, you don't have that um, level of calculation. Uh, if, you're, if, if it's just a mental illness, this is an ideologically driven uh, killing, which, which makes it, uh, in many ways, the act of terrorism that I'm, I'm trying to underlie. Uh, and this is, why, this, is where, this is where I think this becomes key. And this is where that whole idea, the officers ro- run, running in, the officers climbing the stairs, moving towards gunfire, and that... that that moniker that just resonates in my in my mind as I think about it, keep pushing, keep pushing, because like church, Christian, this whole idea of niceness is is causing people to die. And it's not hyperbolic at this point. Spiritually, it's causing people to die. Instead of leading people to a true Jesus, we're leading people to a nice Jesus. And it's only Jesus-ish, which is only going to get people saved-ish and lead people to something that's true-ish. It's not, it's not actual kindness. It's cultural kindness as opposed to biblical kindness. And, and what I mean is the church must see this for what it is. And this dichotomy that is... And you know what? I'm sorry. I, I'm talk, I could I could start ranting and I'm, I don't know if I should. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is just going to be a ranty episode. I mean, saved-ish is still fully damned. 100%. You know, we, we can't lead people on the niceties and leave out the fact that they are, that, that in their current state, they're judged eternally for their sins, that there's consequence to the way that they're living, to the way that I lived, to the way that you lived, to the way that we all lived. And it is only about the grace of God that could possibly ever save us from that and a repentance of our sins and acknowledging those things and turning away and loving the things of God more than the things that we loved before. They're like, you can't, like this is the gospel. We can't leave those things out. We want, to, we want people to feel accepted, but they need to be feel accepted in God's family. They can't feel accepted in their sinfulness. That just doesn't make sense. I mean, we're, you're, you're teaching through in Exodus, the, the tabernacle and just going through the holiness of God and, and his nearness to his people who, who are so uh, broken all the time. And, and like God is holy. He's the holiest of anything. And to think that, to think that he would compromise, to think that he would compromise his values for sinful people. He doesn't compromise his values. He accepts the perfect sacrifice of his son. That's what he does. He doesn't compromise on his values. We can't, like people just, Christians just don't get it. Just don't get it. And this is what I mean. We, 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 we kicked the, the can down the road with abortion. We did not do as the church was called to do. And it became a pernicious effect of culture. Uh, the idea of slaughtering a million babies a year, just, just slaughtering them um, and accepting it. I mean, you think back to Exodus, you're, you're talking about Exodus that we're going through uh, at church. When you think back to Exodus, when, when the God of man, Pharaoh told the Hebrew midwives that the male born children of the Hebrews was to be killed, was to be snuffed out upon birth 
so as to look like it didn't make it, which is essentially abortion. In some, and sadly, in some cases, that's exactly what they do. With that's, a, that's exactly what they do. It's more of um, infanticide, but right. Like if you're the governor of Virginia, you might say that that's exactly what abortion <laughs> it's, is. Um, it's a conversation between a woman and her doctor. And when you look, when you definitely when not you, the screaming baby in the background. I mean, no, we'll just ignore that. When you look at what the Hebrew midwives did, right? They obeyed God rather than man. They went to the strong, the most powerful man at the time, Pharaoh. Treated as a god, small g, god king, and and looked at him and said, "Look, we just can't, we just can't get it done." The Hebrew midwives, they just they give birth so fast, the baby's just there. There's no way to sneak in here and like snuff out this this small son's life. They would not, because of God, kill their own people. The government, the culture, was telling them they should kill their own people. In America. We applaud killing our own people. We celebrate it. We codify it. We, we laud the killing of our own people. Now, the church is so late to the game. We've started so late. Um, there were very few, even Christian light or Christian-ish organizations that stood up to abortion when Roe v. Wade uh, was announced. The Catholic Church actually predominantly stood against abortion from the get-go, but solid biblical evangelical churches—they—they—they—they were slow to the game, and look where we are. And now we have the battle of our day, which is the sexual revolution, which is just typified. Still haven't won the other battle, by the way. No, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're just, we're slow. I say we're slow to the game. We're in the game now. Now we're, now we're pushing back. Now we're highlighting the incredible inconsistencies, foolishness, and evil of abortion in very clear ways, right? Like free the States. We have great, great people doing great work. Apology at church. But, but when it comes to the sexual revolution, it's like this, these few churches that will stand on the word and actually teach about what God has said about gender and sex and say, no, 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 no. All are welcome. That doesn't make you right. That makes you in need of a savior. Come on in and repent. But no one's calling to repentance. All the signs on the churches just say all are welcome. Little rainbow flags. Rainbow flag. Yep. Pride progress flag. It's like this is the new. This is the battle, and I we cannot we cannot be caught flat footed. God is a god of war. He is the god of angel armies. When it says the Lord of hosts, the God of hosts throughout the Bible, hosts isn't like. When you have all of your friends over for 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 like a be wine tasting event, this is not Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Hosts means armies, not just like oh man, he leads an army. Like he leads all the armies, <laughs> <laughs> every army. <laughs> and and it's not by accident that so often we are told we face a battle, and the verbiage in the scripture has a very militaristic sound. Why we put on armor to go into spiritual battle 
because the forces of evil and darkness in high places are there. We push back on those principalities. We do so with the truth of God, but it's not a game. This, this very thing, thank God, Catherine Coots, the, the principal that was killed, regularly oversaw advanced shooter training drills at the school, which is why when you watch the body cam footage and you see them going into rooms and there's no kids, like we were like, where are all the kids? They must have all gotten out. They actually have places they're, they, they trained to hide during active shooter drills. They were prepared for this, which is, thank God, is probably why there were so few casualties. But this is the midst we're in. And when I say that, I'm not calling necessarily for some sort of armed revolt. I'm simply calling for Christians to start actually speaking the truth because it is not loving to allow people like this woman who decided to kill children because she feels that Christianity is against her. No, that's not true. Christianity in the culture, in its soft and flaccid tones is against her because it's not strong enough to look at her and say, I love you enough to tell you that the way you're living is a lie and it will not lead you to anything good. You will only continue to suffer and find death here because that's what we need to say. And we're not saying it. We should not be surprised when things like this happen. In fact, the first thing I told my wife when she, when we were talking about it is I, I said, thank God it was a Christian school. Thank God, because at least there, mm-hmm. I know those children, at least I can presume that those children and those adults had a concept of the saving grace of Jesus Christ taught to them. When it happens at a public school, there's, I, there's no hope. Where, where is their hope? There is nothing but hope in the words of these people that are mourning the loss of their loved ones because there's something more to this world and the poor shooter has been fed a bunch of lies thinking that her identity is wrapped up into whatever she thinks it is instead of finding her identity in the objective source of God from whom comes only good gifts because he does not change. Sorry, I ran it a lot. I mean, this is this is our podcast. <laughs> it's fine. I got to rant on the Jen Wilkin episode, so it's not a... It's not any big deal, but I mean, the backlash to this is is where we're living now, and and the fact that there's so much stupidity—I was going to say irony—it's just stupidity that that this attack took place on the the trans day of visibility, right? <laughs> right, and then today, which is uh, what Thursday, the thirtieth, isn't the Trans Day of Visibility in J- June? I don't under- when are, when are all these? Why are there so no, many? No, that's days? Pride Month. It's Pride Month. Oh, it's different somehow, but um, but yeah, and then today, the thirtieth, you have literally an army of trans and trans allies storming into the Tennessee. Um, I, I think it's the Capitol's. Uh, whatever their government building is, whatever capital building is demanding legislation and, and this, that, and the other thing. And they're literally shoving down police officers. And you're like, you know what? This, the optics here are just pretty, pretty bad. Like you just had a, a you just had a trans person shoot up a school on trans visibility day. I like, I feel like you should probably PR this a different direction. 
right? And and the irony is that the Trans Day of Vengeance is on April 1st, which is April Fool's Day. <laughs> like, who marketed that? But I mean, the, the messages surrounding that are terrible too. But now, but now every like but yeah, like, I guess the tagline "Stop transgenocide" looks fine. It kind of feels like it falls a little weak when you just shot, shot three nine-year-olds, three and, Christian and nine-year-olds, and yeah. three senior citizens serving children. Like it feels a little yes, three it Christian just citizens a, serving Christian it's a children. Bit hollow, don't you think? Just it, a smidge. It's kind of racist of her because the one gentleman was African American. I mean, she, clearly she has no. There is, I don't. Know, it's just, but, <laughs> I don't want to touch that one. Actually. But, that's all you. <laughs> but basically, but basically now we have the news media, the left, the left wing news media spinning these stories as if we should feel sorry for this individual that 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 the, the, the decisions and actions of other people drove her to this, that this was her only option. It's like that's just never true. <laughs> Shooting up a school is never the only option that we have. Like like seriously and so we i mean we have these we have these clips of of people saying absolutely evil things this isn't just ignorant things this is wrong and evil things yes this is an, the if we, we, we do you want to play the clips play them whenever you want i mean we can play this first clip if you don't believe that this was terrorism i want you to hear what this tiktoker said cuz this tiktoker pretty much sums up everything about what this is this clearly being terrorism here she goes i wonder if the parents of the victims of the nashville shooting today would still have their children if these trans bills in tennessee were never a thing i'm not a parent but if i were i'd be real real mad at the government i'd be real real mad at the government i mean that's terrorism that's a threat that is violence to produce your political outcome. That's what that is. That's like textbook definition of terrorism. Man, I I wouldn't pass those bills if y'all don't want your kids dead. Like that's it's, terrorism. It, it, it's it's evil. Um it is evil. I mean, if you thought that was bad. <laughs> You know, I don't even know. I don't even know if you're ready to play this next clip. Have you heard this clip? Uh, I don't think I've heard this clip. Well, I can assure you that this next clip would. It, I mean, it's kind of like brace yourself stuff. For all of our Canadian listeners, there's like this is like a hundred fainting goats warning. Uh, it's it's spicy. I don't know what I'm doing. You're doing great, bud. Don't you worry about it. Thanks, man. It's happening. I muted it, so there's that. Uh, it just, just this video, uh, this video is great. Just I love, it. I love this when is people a, can watch me fumble. Around. For those of you listening and you can't see, it is a uh, trans individual with a, with a staff. A trans, it's kind of like a, a staff. beating. Oh, it is a staff. It, no, no, it's like a beating club. It's got like stuff taped to the bottom of it. It's like uh, our Canadian audience will know. It's like a billy club or 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 a wizard stick. I don't know if their spell is going to happen during this. Anyway, just well, I mean, if she's female, is it a witch? Oh, we don't really know what she is. Never mind. If it is, a, <laughs> it's a witchard. A witchard. Oh my gosh! Hit play. I'm Jeez. gonna name my next dog that. See, it's time to fight. 
Trans women, if they lock you up for identifying as a woman, fight, resist. You're gonna die anyways. We're going to die anyways. It's time to resist. Fight them, hurt them. Oh. If they put their hands on you, beat them. Oh my. Well, that was pleasant. She's a wonderful lady. That sounds great. I mean, she. I want to have her over for dinner. Uh, I think if you have her over, she will eat you for dinner. I mean, (laughs) come beat me for dinner. Why I will come over to beat you for dinner. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I'm sorry. As humorous as as hard as it is to take seriously, that was fairly tame for some of the other things that I was that I've been reading this week from the trans community. Yeah, don't go on like. To, don't go on like Twitter and look at the comments to so, like anyone had had a rational thought. Everyone else with their incredibly irrational thoughts came right in and had all their comments. Like it is imperative that the church speak clear truth. If you've been given truth and you don't speak it, you're not loving anyone. So all of the Christians who think they are being nice and kind and loving as they tell people that they affirm them through their sin, that they affirm them as their sin, and that they affirm them because of their sin, you are leading people to death and you are not bringing about anything that's righteous. Nothing. You're not giving God any glory. You're robbing him of the glory by perverting truth and telling people what is actually killing them, what is cancer in their bones, right? What is soul cancer is good and right, and God is not pleased, and he will not be mocked. And if church doesn't grasp a hold of this, just assume that more of this type of violence will happen. Yeah. And I mean, these, these, um, you know, like I, I just think of like the, the stereotypical um, you know, conservative, patriotic person, but, you know, willing to say really crazy things on Facebook, but would never, ever, ever share the gospel with somebody. Um, that's just, you need to stop doing that. That's just inappropriate. Um, you know, if you truly love Christ, that will be shown and shared to other people. And we can't be keyboard warriors. We, we have actual real lives to live with other people around us, like at work, or if you go to college, at school, or if you're in high school listening to this, high school. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's we, a thing. There, there are real people around you with, that, that you have real relationships with that need Jesus really bad. Um, and to, to be friends with those people and not to share the love of Christ and not to share the gospel with them um, is something that we'll be held accountable for. Um, you know, like, can you imagine like talking to Paul and, you know, be like, Oh man, yeah. You mean like the apostle Paul? The apostle Paul. Okay. Oh yeah. No, we're just like your buddy Paul. I almost shared the gospel with this person on the bus that one time. And Paul's like, what? (laughs) I got stoned so that you could come after me. (laughs) Like, Like, how lame is that? Like Paul looks at you and says, and how long have you been a eunuch? Right. <laughs> but it's like... Because clearly, you have no... <laughs> <laughs> I used to know this guy. There was a, it was an Ethiopian. He is Ethiopian. Philip met him on the... Philip met him. On the road. To somewhere. I've, 
And then he like whooshed other places. I don't well, know. He whooshed, didn't he whoosh in and whoosh out? It was, yeah, whoosh, it was like a Scooby Doo. The spirit type. brought him and the spirit took him away. That was great. Scooby Doo scriptures. I love them. But yeah, I mean, but like uh, one of the wonderful takeaways from our uh, from our men's event with uh, John and Alex, I think it was in I think it was in John's thing. I mentioned this at community group last John night. John Cooper is um, sergeant. You know, like when when God calls you on a mission in your life, all you have to do is move forward. Like God will accomplish his mission with or without you. And if you choose cowardice, like God's going to do what he's going to do regardless. So you might as well just step in faith and courage to do those things. And it's like, it's like, you know, talking about, talking about God of armies earlier. It's like, I, I just read through the story of Gideon and how like one of the first things God calls him to do is to tear down his father's idols, but not just tear them down tear them down, build an altar to God and sacrifice another like a uh, cow or something on top of the, <laughs> the remnants of the sacrifices to the false gods. And it's like, well, if that's not just like full on machismo, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> here's what you're going to do. <laughs> Gideon, you've got some courage issues, but here's what you're going to do. <laughs> that's, isn't that, that's the truth though. And there, there is so much weight to where we are in light of the fact that we haven't offered people truth. Because where would we be if we just loved, loved our neighbors enough to actually communicate the truth to them, to actually tell them what is true? And we're in the middle of something that is so clearly... Everyone identifies this as objectively wrong. The murdering of children is objectively wrong. And so if it's objectively wrong, like right, as long if as they're it's, outside of the womb, if it's really oh, right back to that one. I mean, there are lots of people that don't think that murdering children, even is the Hebrew wrong. midwives in the face of Pharaoh wouldn't kill their own people. And what do we do every day? I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep saying that the, you made me totally lose my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish we could rewind life. No, like it's just floating out there. Come back. Come back. Come back to me. Um, right. We have something. We have an event that's so. <laughs> just uh, blew it back in. Clearly a, wrong. That you can get to a point in a conversation that where everyone will acknowledge. Yes, objectively. What happened at Covenant School is wrong. They'll acknowledge that. And then you can look at them and say, why? Why is it wrong? How can it be wrong? Because our culture struggles with the idea of objective versus subjective. Get them to admit that it's wrong because there was children snuffed out, violence done to innocent people. Why is that wrong? It's ultimately only wrong if there is the objective God. That's the only way for it to be wrong. Or else what was comfortable enough for this trans man biological female whatever made her whatever. comfortable <laughs> whatever and whatever made her comfortable is what was was right to do and if that that's, was, that was it, her truth she was just living out of her felt mental state but that's not objective that is entirely subjective which is why letting people mutilate their bodies. And I'm tired of playing these word salad games. Like, 
well, you know, we shouldn't let children. Now, if you're an adult, you can do whatever you want in your bedroom. You can do whatever you want to your body. You can like, no, it's objectively wrong to allow someone to mutilate themselves because mentally they think that they would look best and feel best this way. We don't let bulimics do it. We don't let people suffering from anorexia do it, but we let people that literally have a penis decide in their mind and heart they're a woman and start chopping things off. We let women who have decided they're male just remove their breasts and remove flesh, chunks of flesh from their forearm to form a fake phallus. We let that happen. That is disgusting and evil and wrong. We should... We should love people enough to look at them and say, don't do this. You're destroying yourself and you're destroying what God has made. There's so much more for you. Look, life is not easy. The bottom line, life is not easy. Sin has broken and corrupted every aspect of creation. We did that. We brought sin in. We robbed God of his glory and we continue to do that. But it's not easy for everyone. Someone suffering from gender dysphoria, which, by the way, is actually usually a secondary underlying issue that usually presents first through any number of actual psychiatric issues, depression, anxiety, these very common yet also very serious mental illnesses are usually what presents first and then something like gender dysphoria presents. Just to be clear. But to allow them to live in that, it's it's not loving. There's, They don't have the market cornered on hurt. Everyone hurts. But there's something more. There's so much more. And because of what we know in God's word, we can help them to identify that you don't have to live out of the shame and guilt felt, felt and felt put and put upon you by, by yourself and others. It does. You can live beyond that. Because of God. I'm sorry, I ran it again. Yeah, I mean to pretend <laughs> to pretend that to pretend that these are. I mean, I'm not saying that you're doing this, but to think of these things as purely a mental illness is to remove the spiritual aspects of these things. Depression, anxiety. These are spiritual afflictions as well. I mean, we see we see, um, you know, figures like David throughout the Psalms wrestle with wrestle with these things on a deep spiritual level, and to think that we can prescribe purely or solely physical um, or external um, treatments and therapies to these things without actually addressing the spiritual needs of the individual um, is, is to, again, do a disservice. And this is, again, where Christians need to speak up and open your mouths. Someone's struggling with depression. Someone's just struggling with anxiety. I know the God of all comfort and the God of all peace. Like you can know him too. He, 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 would love to have you as his child uh, more than anything. Like, you know, like there, there are, there are identity level solutions within Christianity to solve these identity level problems with these individuals that struggle with anxiety, depression, and gender dysphoria. Mm -hmm. There are, but, but they won't, no one's going to tell them that right. their school therapist isn't going to tell them that their parents aren't going to tell them that their, their teachers in their classrooms aren't going to tell them that their doctors aren't going to tell them that the only people that will tell them that 
or the only people that could tell them that are their Christian friends and family. And if we don't speak up, then, then we allow them to wallow in the mire of their sin. We leave them stuck and we don't offer a helping hand. I'm not saying that your helping hand saves them. That was just a picture. Okay. I know the order salutis. I know, you know, how salvation works in that aspect. I'm not saying that that it's us, you know, but what are you trying to say there, bud? Just covering myself. I just don't don't want people to say, oh my God, we reach out our hands and we save them out of the mire. It's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you're leaving them in their mire by not appropriately telling them and and offering them the solution. Right. By obeying God who says, go forth and make disciples. Right. Preaching and teaching them all that I have commanded you. I don't want to make a disciple of that person. You're absolutely right. That person uses natural deodorant. I don't want want, want to disciple that person. Bill, I wanted to talk to you about why you have no friends. (laughs) It's not that people don't like you. It's that people can't get near you. Certainly, fantastic online personality. Certainly, God is concerned for the whole person. Throughout the scripture, that that is what he focuses on. But to think that you're going to have physical outcomes without also addressing without addressing in a prime in a prima facie way the spiritual issues of the person right jesus jesus never just met someone's felt needs mm. without addressing their spiritual death Ooh, he never did it's getting hot in here never in fact the only time i could like <laughs> he's with the pharisees right and and you have the man who has the palsy in his hand, right? And what does he tell him? Your sins are forgiven, right? And then they get, and then all the Pharisees get real ticked. Who is this man? Does he think he's God that he can forgive sins? Right? They're looking around, talking about, him. and he looks at them and says, "Tell me, what's harder to forgive this? To tell this man his sins are forgiven, or to heal his hand, <laughs> right? And then his hand's healed. <laughs> and it's like, oh, maybe he can forgive sins, <laughs> right? It's just." Like, you don't just meet someone's physical needs and think you've done something without addressing their spiritual needs. Give them the opportunity to identify the truth of Christ by opening your mouth and sharing it. I I, I mean, I clear, certainly, certainly there are physical aspects to various forms and presentations of depression and anxiety certainly there can be physical components and medication can indeed aid in them. But thinking medication is a savior is a lie. It's not a savior. There's only one savior, the God of all glory, the God of angel armies. Jesus has come. He has lived. He has died. He has resurrected. His blood atones. His blood brings mercy, his resurrection, conquering death for us. Grace upon grace that brings real healing. It gives, we have, it's like, right? Like one after the other, one after the other, right? So one of the growing, uh, fastest growing radicalized groups is transgenders. Transgenders tend to become radicalized. Violent radicalization. Violent radicalization. It, it, right on the heels of that, what, what do we have? We have, we have another study that just recently came out. Oh, by the way, not just in America, but globally, uh, teen depression and suicide has skyrocketed. We have we have ripped meaning from life away mm. from everything. Of course, 
Of course you turn to trying to build an identity for yourself when you have been given no opportunity at truth, at mission, at purpose, all of which God grants people. He gives it to you. He has called you for a purpose. All of it comes through God. But we rip it away and we're surprised that teens are killing themselves at an incredibly high rate, that teens are becoming addicted to narcotics, that teens are overdosing. We're surprised. Why? They have no hope. They have no mission. They have no purpose because we've taken God out of everything. There's nothing objective. Everything is subjective sinking sand everywhere they go. But if, if we don't identify a moment, a line, a point like what happened at Covenant School and say, dear Christian, stop preaching that trash. It's not helping anyone. It's only giving you virtue signal points. And it turns out they're worth nothing. They will be burned in the fire. Preach the truth. Jesus, the savior, the healer. Jesus who gives us clear identity because our identity is found in him. I don't need to find it in whatever gender I've decided to be today. I don't need to find it in my friend group. I don't need to find it on my Instagram. I don't need to find it on my, I can find it through Christ. My wife, my kids, my success, none of that's gonna matter. My identity is in Christ. What could possibly be a better identity than that? But we don't say it. We affirm, we accept, we hug. Sometimes a hard word is what's needed to make a soft heart. But all we keep giving out is soft heart, soft words. We shouldn't be surprised when the entire world's got a hard heart. You were supposed to be my brother, Anakin. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Star Wars reference. Had to get it in there. Oh, man. Totally out of place. <laughs> Didn't make any sense. <laughs> Sizzling intensifies. <laughs> Sound of bacon in frying pan. Oh. I don't know what else there is to say. I, I'm I'm strongly convinced that we as we as the church, we as Christians, have dropped the ball on 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 sharing and giving truth, and it is it is to our great sadness that a tragedy like this would happen. But there's tomorrow. Like repent, just repent turn if you're at a church that is welcoming of all sorts of sins and progressivism and subject subjective truth if you're at that church call them to repentance and if they don't repent run run step out of it shake the sand from your shoes brush your shoulders off and find a good church that's preaching the bible open preaching it with a historical grammatical approach to the scriptures Letting God say what God said, calling you to repentance, calling you to accountability, calling you to be a part of a covenant body. Find that church and get in it. Yeah. I mean, if you can't find one, you could always come to New Jersey. The house next to mine's for sale. Oh, the house. Yeah. You can live next to Jesse. Yeah. It'd be great. Yep. Whoever you are. Yeah. You can, you can, you can come on down to Missio Day Church. Yeah. Plus it's easier to get Carbe Fide merch if you're in. If you're in New Jersey. Yeah, you don't even have to pay shipping. No, it's just right, right there. Like we, we can throw it over. You could, you could move next to Jesse. You can throw it over the fence. <laughs> hey, Bill, got another one. <laughs> 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 oh, we need man. to get a shirt cannon for G3 this year. Oh, shirt cannon. Don't even tempt me. I want a shirt cannon so bad. Let's do it. Mm. It's going to happen. 
Uh, yeah, so be on the lookout. Um, like I said, we do want to post this on uh, on some video platforms. Um, if you're into that, you can definitely check that out. At um, this point, I'm not sure YouTube is the place this could go. <laughs> well, I mean, wouldn't that be funny if we got banned on YouTube from our first video? <laughs> World record for shortest video, <laughs> shortest video channel ever, 37 seconds. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, but we also, um, we're also looking in, hopefully, Lord willing, we're able to make a shirt to support um, the, Covenant church, uh, the Covenant School. Um, we're, well, I'm currently working on that. Um, hopefully we'll have something next week. I'm just the idea, man. That's all I do. I throw out ideas and I say, Jesse, make this. And then he makes it and I'm like, that's not good enough. <laughs> and he's like, what do you want from me? <laughs> Pretty much. I say, you less. were my brother, Anakin. <laughs> and I say, I hate you. <laughs> With my no arms. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Crawling with a nub. <laughs> oh. That whole scene was so rough. So rough. That's probably why I keep coming back to it. Can't we do like a different scene? Like when the Jawas take R2 and they shoot him with the electricity. And he's like, wow! <laughs> <laughs> you do that scene. <laughs> I am programmed for Cybroid. What is it? Cy- cyber- cyborg? Cyborg. 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 Which nowadays just sounds like some sort of really inappropriate thing that C3PO used to do. Definitely. Whoa. Definitely something people do now is oh, human cyber oh, relations. Definitely man. something that people probably do. They're making that in China right now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> anyway. I've seen some of the things that come out of China. That's <laughs> anyway, just a reminder, sure you can head over list. to uh, carbonfide.com slash shop and Dot you can com. get our new hot drip, as the kids say. Uh I would be wearing it right now, but it's actually, I wear it so much that it's in the laundry. Um, but our new shirt is up. It's going to help support uh, the Men's Buster Ministry. So Alex Rodriguez uh, out of Chi-Town. Uh, we're, we're looking to help him. He actually is in the works with a book, and we're trying to get him some fun so he can get that published. But it's a pretty fire shirt. You can check it out. It's the Take Courage Slay Dragon shirt. We love it because uh, we have a headless snake, and its head is at the bottom of the sword on the back of the oh. shirt there. It's like, shunk, shunk. Thunk. Uh, so you can get that at the shop. And uh, yes, we did have a very, very large sword. And if you're looking at that sword and you're like, I feel like I've seen that sword before. That's because you have. That is uh, that is Narsil. Yeah, it's Narsil. Before it was broken. Yeah, before it was broken. Well, or after it was. Before it was, was curb stomped by Sauron. Or after it was remade. No, that was Anduril. The Flame oh, of the Anduril, West. the Flame of the West. Dang it, it sword. totally was a different sword. Yep. <sighs> yep. Yeah, this is this is pre-Narsil. This is the one that cut the ring off of the uh, of, of, his, of his hand. Yeah. Shink. Uh, so, so anyway, definitely check that out and support that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, is our sale, do we still have a sale on? No, no, we currently have no sale. But if you go to our website, you might as well just click in and get signed up for our emails because we will have some sales coming up that are going to be ridiculous. Mm, I know, about like those sales. not possible for you to get custom printed shirts this cheap on the internet. Just saying, you can't. I was looking at another. Um, Christian merchant and their their stickers were on sale and their stickers were on sale for three dollars and I'm like our stickers regular price are still half off of their sale price which is half off of their full price so if you want some really apparently cheap stickers in the yeah, Christian world they're actually really, so they're really cool like, stickers they're a dollar fifty a piece you'll love them they're great <laughs> they're, they're great. easy add-ons when you buy a t-shirt it's like oh hey no big deal 
I have some of them on my computer that you can see right now. Yeah, we have a sale coming up. I just got a, I just got a Grunt Style email, and when Grunt Style does a sale, it does stupid, ridiculously cheap T-shirt sales. But their shirts are crap compared oh, to our yeah, shirts. They're, they're horrible quality. There's a reason they Christians, can sell a shirt for ten dollars. Christians shouldn't wear that level of quality. It's a disgrace <sighs> to the Lord. But some of them are really funny. I just got to like it's like hard to be like you know what I. I'm just got to wear this crappy T-shirt because that's a funny. That's just a funny shirt. I never once have thought that. Never once. There may have been an exception or two. Okay, there's some. Time. There's some good ones. Like I love the 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 Yibby Kaye Christmas shirt where it has the gun taped to his back. Like you don't you don't even you don't even know Die Hard, so it's not going to help. I don't. Anyway, forget it. I know there was a McGruber in Die Hard because people are calling me McGruber all the no, time. No, McGruber is McGruber is Saturday Night Live sketch. There was a Hans Gruber in Die Hard. <laughs> He's the villain, Hans Gruber. McGruber is a playoff of MacGyver. MacGyver. That's what you should. McGruber! <laughs> hand me those tweezers so I can defuse this bomb. They're right there. Just get them yourself. Quickly hand them to me. We're running out of time. That's, that's McGruber. We need to end the episode. <laughs> Holy crap. This has been another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast. Uh, we are super glad that you might have joined us on video. We're really glad that uh, you've joined us on audio. Please kick us. Uh, kick, kick, <laughs> don't do that. Don't. <laughs> I don't want that. Please comment uh, your thoughts. And if they're horribly mean, we will talk to the second lady in the TikTok clip about casting a spell at you. Go. So, <laughs> so if you didn't see the video, the, wit- the witchard, you will, <laughs> witchard will get you. Uh, <laughs> but no, really let us know what you thought. Um, definitely keep praying for, for the community of Nashville, Tennessee, for covenant, uh, covenant school and the, uh, the families that lost loved ones. Definitely. And this is probably, we say this to every episode, but I, I, I really mean it. Like, this is really important right now, dear Christian. You have to seize, seize the, the faith. faith.